the souls whom from their labors rest. I would just like to let you know, after my uh, rendition of All the Saints, with the drum beats and the acoustic. panned. Uh, wh- wh- Payne County. Uh, I uh, I got some requests. Uh, you know how that there's those priests. Shut it. You know. <laughs> you know how those a priest those uh, they appear on radio shows or like on we the appear voice, on a radio show on the Voice. They I got lots of phone calls asking me if I would appear and sing for people, um, most mostly elderly people <laughs> and nursing homes <laughs> who can't hear. And they and when I went when I went they all rolled out of the room uh, like like as if as if like. The, the 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 sound waves that they couldn't hear, I produced and I caused them much anxiety. That's hilarious. And that's all made up. It's all that was. A, that's called a fake lie. Fake news. Fa- you can't you can't say you can, you could say like a fake lie if it's so outrageous that no one believes it, except for that one person who's like, oh my gosh, I hear you got some like a, it's a debut on the Voice. Like, no, I did not get a debut on the Voice. Well, happy November, everyone. Welcome to Pastors of Pain. A weekly radio show podcast. From, uh-huh. uh, we're two Catholic priests uh, here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. <clears throat> uh, I'm Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church. Father Kerry Wakulich is the pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center. If you are in college and you live in this area, you go to St. John's. If you are not in college, you come to St. Francis Xavier. That's basically how it works. Amen, brother. So people are dying to know. People, they called. I got a lot of letters this week, and they said, make sure you ask Father Kerry um, if his building project is done yet. <laughs> is that... Is it, it? Uh, May 7th, we're tearing it down. May 7th, it'll be done? May, no. Oh. May 7th, we're tearing it down. Oh, okay. August 15th, it should be done. That's the goal. August 15th, 2022. 20, 2022. Okay. Yeah, it takes 14 months to build it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just you know keep us updated, keep <laughs> us posted on that. Hey, we're, we're just we're we're just kicking past uh, uh, sixteen point five and a half million dollars. I mean, we're raising about a hundred thousand dollars a week. So if you know of anybody out there who uh, would like to both donate some prayers and some money, donate or, some prayers, or as as they say, prayers and money. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> just gonna, I just uh, got some. I just oh yeah, your cat got. Died in oh, a co- you're, thoughts and prayers. You're not feeling well. Thoughts and prayers. Uh huh. You got COVID. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you ate. Oh, mm, oh, that was bad food. Thoughts, thoughts and, and prayers. prayers. <laughs> uh, so the month of November uh, is is uh, there's a lot going on in November. It kicked off with an incredible day, which is yeah, Solemnity of All Saints. Uh, and then the very next day, uh, November the second, which has now passed, uh, is the uh, commemoration of all the faithful departed. Oh, I thought you were going to say all souls. Commonly known as all souls. Okay, the faithful. That's how, so whenever we, like, in in the parish, when we, like, advertise the Mass, like, I like to call it what it's called, which is the commemoration of all the faithful departed. And then... That's in the Missal. A.K.A., you know, kind of A.K.A. all souls. Because that's, if you just say, guys, you should come, you know, come to Mass, commemoration of all the faithful departed, and then people are like, when's all souls? Um... It's the, you know it's the <laughs> same. All sold. It's the same. It's the same day. It's the same. Or thing. if you tell somebody who's not Catholic, yeah, uh, November second is the feast of all souls. They they don't they they don't connect the word souls with like dead dead people. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. what is it about feet shoes? What? <laughs> I never thought of it that way. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um. So one thing that was so this is uh, sort of a, tr- a tradition in the, in the church, and that is that the month of November. 
the month of November, is uh, kind of a month where we are specifically um, praying in a more, we're always praying for the dead, right? In every Mass, when we pray the Rosary, I mean, we're, there's, in, in the Catholic world, we're always praying for those who have, who have gone before us. But there's a kind of a, 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 an intensity, uh, kind of like Lent, you know? There's like an intensity of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Um, in the month of November, there's an intensity of prayer for the deceased. Yeah, so it starts off with October 31st, All Hallows' Eve, <gasps> ha- also known as Halloween. All Hallows' Eve. This, as we, we, this year I went dressed up as Father Carey. <laughs> It was neat. <laughs> no one could tell us apart. It was hilarious. I got, I got that same costume, man. Said only the guy at the bar and liquor last store. Last year I went out as Father Robert. This year I went as Father Kerry. I, I went to the bar and liquor store last year, and the guy was like, he was dressed as the Pope, the guy who owns the place. Shut up. I am not. And so well, I got a picture with him. Me and the Pope at the barn liquor store. He owns the place. Anyway, so it starts oh off with my. October 31st, the feast, like all soul, all saints, all holies Eve, all hallows Eve. And then boom, the great solemnity of, which is a holy day of obligation, November 1st, all saints. And then we go right into November 2nd, which is the only time, it, correct me if I'm wrong. It's the only time in the church calendar year that a priest can celebrate three masses That's one, correct. on one day yep. and doesn't have to ask for permission yep. from the bishop. Any other time you would have to, anything over two or more than one daily mass, you have to get permission from your bishop. Yep, yep. So the, the All Souls is a beautiful day because remember we talked about All Saints uh, uh, last week. And I, I told you, it's like, where are we going and what are we doing with our life? And I, I, I think there, there's, a, there's a not a lot of people who like to talk about those things. Where are we going and what are we doing with our life to get there? Because then we get to All Souls Day. Yeah, inevitably we, you got to talk about death. My buddy Father Gail Hammerschmidt up at K State, um, who uh, second best priest with a girl's name. Oh, that is true. Thank you. He said he always well, Cooch, Remember we ain't getting out of this. Carrie and Gail hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> we, you ain't Thelma and Louise. <laughs> Thelma <Okay>. and Louise. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. You ain't getting out of this world alive. Yeah, everybody's gonna die, and everybody's gonna. Yeah, that's what we could call this episode. You're going to die, and I think especially in this time. I mean, I think COVID has put uh, our mortality front and center. Um, I actually remember. I remember back in in March when it all first happened, and I went and uh, anointed um, a parishioner, uh, and then. Later on, uh, later on that day, uh, found out that he had, was showing symptoms of COVID. Oh yeah, and this was like early on. I mean, so we don't, we still don't know a lot uh, of what is going on in the world. But but this was like early on when it was, you know, kind of we we just didn't know. It's March, and yeah. so I get home and I get that phone call, and I was like. I have co- like, oh my gosh, yeah, COVID, like, oh my exactly. goodness, and seriously, and like you start thinking, and I quarantined. I at that time I quarantined for four days. Yeah, I changed your door closed so that you couldn't get out. And I slipped food underneath the door for you. Just went out the window. I was a Doritos, lots of Doritos underneath the door individually. I need hand sanitizer and Doritos, stat. <laughs> um, but I like you know you kind of have this little brush with, oh my goodness, I have there's this deadly disease out there, and I might have it. Holy cow. And and I can't do anything about it. I got to stay in my room so I don't infect my roommates. 
and yeah, you have a little a little taste. But then I think as priests, you know, I mean, we're we're around. This is not and not in a bad way. We're around death a lot, you know, funerals and and comforting people who have lost loved ones. And so you're you you. Th- I mean, as a priest, especially, I I think about mortality a lot. I have to talk to people a lot about death. Um, and you know, preaching at funerals. And talking about yeah, everyone like this person they've they've died they've gone to their rest, um, in the hope of rising. And so you 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 don't just leave it there. You leave it with them with the hope of Jesus Christ and the resurrection. Um, right, right. We talk, We had that. But we're gonna die. You're gonna yeah. die. We we talked about All that. Right, good episode. On good that, episode. Uh, good job, that? everyone. Episode of why why death is not a celebration of life. <gasps> I remember that. That was a good one. And, and I think that we have a culture that is a, is afraid to talk about death. Talk about death as, as, as it truly is. Uh, or even maybe a happy death to like pray for a happy death. Let's talk about that. Okay, go on. So uh, one of the, one of the, I learned this and I did not learn this until seminary, but we, I was, we were, we were in a little, I was in a little like kind of prayer group and we were kind of increasing our devotion to St. Joseph. And I remember that was the first time I'd ever heard the phrase that pat- that St. Joseph is the patron saint of a happy death. And I remember thinking, what is a happy death? death like what is going on there what what would you say how what 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 is there's death and then there's a happy death there's death and then there's a happy death okay i i saw a happy death one time and it was a guy who had emphysema it was a monk a monk who had uh that doesn't sound happy i I don't he had emphysema but he had something wrong with his it was along those lines where he was gasping for breath Mm. And, and he, but he was, his name was Brother Leo. And Brother Leo had lived a holy life. He had, you know, done his daily prayers. He had served the monastery community. He, he loved the Lord Jesus Christ. He was just a holy, saintly dude. And as he's dying of like sort of lung failure, he's surrounded by the monks from the monastery who are singing the hymns, Ooh, the singing psalms. the psalms, have, you know, lit candles. And it was just this this happy death. It was there. There was joy on his face, even though he was in the midst of suffering. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, and so a happy death. Uh, for example, uh, Clear Creek Monastery, uh, out in um, wherever that town is, out in way eastern Oklahoma, Holbert, Holbert Oklahoma, a lost city, I think, is the next next town over, a- and they have a a shrine to Our Lady of a Happy Death, and it actually goes back to the monastery in Fontgombeau that during the French Revolution, the, the monks were ran out of the monastery. People chased them out with basically like pitchfork and axe and chased the monks out. And the that monks fled. Sound happy. It's not happy. So one of the guys, uh, some local rebel rouser, got up on a ladder and got a big mallet and started smashing the, Im- the statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary on the outside of their church. That's no good. No, 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 no bueno, no bueno. He falls off the ladder. He lands on the on the rock entryway. Mind you, this, this monastery was built somewhere in the 900s. So it's got a big rock courtyard that's been built over time. And he lands, breaks his back, has a concussion. Mind you, it's a French Revolution time. Eek. And he's laying there. And... The monks eventually come back a couple of days later after they were run out and they find this man there and they help him back to life. And while that man is laying there dying from his wounds, he's 
all he can look at is the statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary and the Christ child where Mary is holding the baby Jesus out, extending him out so that people can see him. And this guy has a massive conversion. And when the monks come wow. back, they take him in and they restore him. They, they, they restore his health a little bit so he can prepare to die. But also he has this life of faith conversion that happens. And so the statue is now known as um, Our Lady of a Happy Death. And so I have a little one on my office, really? a little bitty one. Yeah, it's probably 20 one. years old. I'm sorry. Uh, they're very expensive. My birthday is also in November. Uh, when you're, you're one year older than me? I'm not. I'm exactly like 40 days older than you. Oh, four. But we were born in different years. I know. You're a year older than me. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I care, you get you AARP first. Oh, I do. I, I did have a white beard in October. <clears throat> and and I have white sideburns. That's true. But, so a happy death. like that. It, it's the joy of going to meet the Lord. You know, see, Paul. After a life well lived. Yeah, St. Paul is like, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. St. Paul even says like, I wish I could be with the Lord. I could die. And so he is already preparing for this happy death in his life so that on the day it shows up, it doesn't catch him off as like a thief in the night. Like, you know, the the sound for the bridegroom. The bridegroom is here. Come, enter into the bridal chamber. And there are people who are not prepared because they don't have fuel in their lamps, which in the book of Revelation Mm. says the fuel in the lamps is the good deeds of the saints. Wow. So there you have it. So it's something that we should be, I mean, you know, you don't want to be like obsessed with death, um, but it's something that we should be thinking about, um, that our life on this earth is going to end. And so what is your life about? Um, I like, especially with guys who are, I have a lot of conversations with guys who are thinking about the priesthood. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then also, this also applies, I think, to like engaged couples is like you're 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 kind of entering in. You're really discerning of a vocation. And in, in those cases, I would say, you know, do you want your life to matter? Yes. Like, do you want to do something really meaningful with your life? Then dedicate yourself to something good and holy. Um, to the priesthood, to marriage, um, to to whatever vocation you know you're you're called to, um, spend your life in service to the gospel, as a preparation for death, and then what you know what what comes next. I love the uh, there's a, there's a prayer. It's actually in the catechism, but it's also in the book of prayers that like if if you call a priest to your to your bedside as you're dying. Uh, which happens, and you should, by the way. By the way, don't just call us as as someone is dying. You can call us before that too. Uh, we can come to visit. You don't. You know, people. Uh, it's happened before where people are like, "Well, we didn't. They weren't like super close to death, and then they died before I. You know, before the priest got there." And so Did I tell you, you about my. You should have called yesterday. My first anointing of the sick. No, I went to the St. Francis Hospital. And I'm getting off the elevator. I'm looking for the room. And I walk down the hallway. And I get to the door doorway. And the little old lady says, get out of here, Father. I'm not dead yet. Oh. Like, she didn't want, she was like, if like as if you anoint them, they're going to die. Yeah. It's anointing of the sick. Yes. Anointing of the dying. Uh-huh. Okay. So this is from the, uh, this is the prayer for uh, a person at, basically as they're dying. Um, okay. What would, this is a little, a little trivia here. What, uh, Father Kerry, what? Sacrament 
Oh, there are seven sacraments. Oh, yeah, yes. I'm Which of the seven sacraments is most appropriate for someone who's dying? Uh, Holy Communion. That's correct. That is correct. Did so I a lot guess of people, it really? You didn't. So a oh. lot of people say, you know, the most appropriate sacrament for someone. Well, baptism. If they're not baptized. You right. should, they should be, you know, if they desire it, they should be baptized. But a lot of people think like, that, oh, I need, I, you know, they're dying. They need to be anointed. Now, and you can, you can anoint someone who's dying. But the most appropriate sacrament for someone who's dying is, is the, is the Holy Eucharist. And we call it viaticum, which means bread for the journey. Oh, yeah. You're journeying from this life to the next. And so to go with the Lord physically, literally, in your body um, is pretty awesome. Okay, so this is the prayer that goes with viaticum. So we would pray this over someone who is kind of actively dying. Go forth, Christian soul, from this world. In the name of God, the Almighty Father, who created you, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who suffered for you, in the name of the Holy Spirit, who was poured out upon you, Go forth, faithful Christian. Go forth, faithful Christian. May you live in peace this day. May your home be with God in Zion, with Mary, the Virgin Mother of God, with Joseph and all the angels and saints. May you return to your Creator who formed you from the dust of the earth. May Holy Mary, the angels, and all the saints come to meet you as you go forth from this life. May you see your Redeemer face to face. So this is not, when you read this, this is not, we are not a people who are afraid of death. We're actually saying, like, right. die. <laughs> like, <laughs> go forth. Go forth, Christian soul, from this world. Like, leave. Something better Get out of here. awaits you. Get out of here. You did a good job. Yeah. You ran the race. And I think what, what's fight. so interesting, and I, a lot of people have relayed instances like this, you know, sometimes when, when someone is dying, their like family surrounds them and like the family has to say like you know okay mom it's okay like you can go you can go and and like that's what the person needs to hear to kind of sort of give up to sort of breathe their breathe their last right. and that's what we're saying go you know go forth christian soul in the name of god so and then we you know invoke the trinity in the name of god the almighty father in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the Holy Spirit, like, go, go, and take this with you. Take the food. Yes, take, take the this journey. food. Yeah, the bread of angels. Take it. I I, lo- I love the word. You know how I love entomology and etymology. I do. I love bugs and I love words, <laughs> and I love the word viaticum because it has three words in it. It does. Via, which is what? What is via? Via is like that's like the way. The way. Yeah, the tra- travel. Tay is. You? Yeah, you. Yeah. And then cum is with. Yeah, go with you. It, yeah. yeah. And so it's it literally Travel. means it literally means the the provision you take with you on the way. Viaticum. Via tecum. Uh, I, I, it's take just, it with you, yeah. As you, yeah, take as it with you. you. It's just a beautiful it's a beautiful it's a beautiful word. It's and awesome. it prepares the those souls for for pur- purgatory uh, because they th- this is their food for the journey. And that that that's also part of all souls is to is to pray for um, our beloved dead, you know, to to pray for those people who we anoint, who we've prayed for, who yeah. have been great witnesses of the faith, uh, because all of us need that.
you know, purification uh, at the at the end of our lives as well. So then, what happens when you die? Oh, um, well, I've never I've never been there. I'm supposed to, <laughs> what? Uh, so let's talk about maybe we talk about like the four last things: death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Yeah, <gasps> let's do it. So death. Okay, okay. now you've died. <laughs> What's next? Isn't that what you, isn't that what your dad's book says when we talked about the like I'm dead? The I'm dead book. The I'm dead book. Marty O'Brien. That's the when my when my dad dies. There's yeah. a notebook that we are to go to, and it will have all the instructions that we need. It's called I'm, I'm dead. dead. <laughs> but I mean, the, my dad is a good example of someone who is like he's not afraid. He's a man of faith. Right, he, it, it, it's gonna happen, and you know, and he's still, tr- even even in death, trying to be, you know, a husband and a father and a good provider for his wife and kids and grandkids, and priests, and that's one of the ways he does it by I got it all planned out. You guys don't have to make a ton of decisions. You don't have to fight amongst each other. It's all it's all done. It's all ready to go. When I uh, went to y'all's house down when we were going to Honduras a couple of years ago or Nicaragua yeah. or wherever we we're going. And we had dinner at the O'Brien house. I learned so much about you in like 25 minutes from watching your dad. We are very similar. The the bottles of water, the structure, <laughs> the order, the in, so the inability to cook a hamburger outside. Hey. Like your dad, it was great because your dad like picks up a hamburger with a, a set of tongs instead of like a metal spatula. Hey. He first like started melting the metal, the plastic spatula. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's a bad idea. And then he picks up the metal spatula and he turns around to put it on the plate. And it <laughs> fell? And the, by the time he got it over to the plate, the whole burger was gone. It was on the ground. Oh. And he's like, where, where did it go? And I was like, this is Father Brian O'Brien right here in the flesh. I'll take that as a compliment. Okay, so what happens when you die? Death, death, so, judgment. Yeah, so your body immediately starts decomposing. You start to wow. the cell the cell structure starts to break That's down. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, then you know people are sad. Then what? Um, ju- then uh, death. What's happening to the judgment. body? Judgment. Oh, judgment. I what thought we were to talking. Your soul. Uh, what, so judgment. So that there's like what we call about the the particular judgment. So this there's paragraph ten twenty one in the catechism. Is I'm it looking really? at it right now. Go ahead. I feel Keep like going. I feel like Judge Bryant when uh, was that what her name was? Where you're sitting there and I've got no Judge notes. Judge Judy. Judge, no Amy. Judge uh, Wapner. <laughs> the Supreme Court. Yeah. Judge Dredd. The the one oh. who yeah. Oh, and Amy Coney. Barrett. Yeah, when yeah. she like yeah. I have one piece she of has paper. No notes. She has no notes. That was so impressive. I don't. I have a catechism. That would have been awesome if she. Uh, Judge, can you show us what um, you've been using? And if she held up a catechism, <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have rocked the place. Uh, okay, okay, so particular you, judgment. A particular judgment. You, immediately, the Lord looks at your soul and says, "Okay, you got two places to go. You got three places to three. go. You got you got heaven to go to, mm-hmm. but you still ha- you 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 you've been vicious. You have these vices or mm-hmm. these these failures, these sins, but you also have this whole life of grace that you've been responding to, but you still have these things you got to work on. So welcome to purgatory. Then. So let me read 1021 go. paragraph 1021. Death puts an end to human life as, as the time open to either accepting or rejecting the divine grace manifested in Christ. The new Testament speaks of judgment primarily in its aspect of the final encounter with Christ in his second coming but also repeatedly affirms that each will be rewarded immediately after death in accordance with his works and faith. 
the parable of the poor man, Lazarus, and the words of Christ on the cross to the good thief, as well as other New Testament texts, speak of a final destiny of the soul. Okay. A destiny which can be different for some and for others. And then Luke 16, Luke 23, Matthew 16, etc., etc. Um, okay, so you die, and then there is the particular judgment. Mm-hmm. The particular judgment, right? And then, there, so the other person dies, and they, I mean, they're bound to hell. Like eternal punishment is granted to them, as uh, as a priest said one time, uh, the the good God gives you exactly what you ask for all your life. Ooh. Like if you have been directing your life towards the life of sainthood, of the life of holiness, the Lord will say, "Okay, come in, blessed of my Father, into my kingdom." Ooh. And the and the other side will say. Like at the end of Matthew's gospel, the separation of the sheep and the goats is like, when you did not do these things to my least of my brethren and sisters, you did not do them to me. And the, you will be cast into eternal punishment. Well, there'll be wailing and grinding of teeth. So heaven. So if you're looking in the, in the catechism, paragraph 1023 to 1029 speaks about what, we're, what, do, you mean, what do we mean by heaven and who, and who goes. Then uh, paragraph 1030 to 1032 is what we call the final purification or purgatory. Uh, let me just say, because I know what people are saying. I know there's some people out there who are listening who are saying, Where is that? Purgatory is not in the scriptures. The word is not. The word purgatory is not. Correct. But also the word trinity is not in there <gasps> either. What? The word original sin. So is... here, I'm just going to give you a couple quick uh, little scripture passages. Uh-huh. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 15. Check it out. First Peter chapter one verse seven. First Peter chapter one verse seven. What was yep. the first quote? Yep. One Corinthians. Uh, first what? Corinthians three. Three. 15. Okay. okay. Matthew twelve thirty one. Got it. And then this will get a little more controversial, but Second Maccabees chapter twelve verse forty six. Yeah. A, 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 um, which isn't in Protestant it, Bibles. It's a book of the Bible that was used in the early church. Right. So, you know, it's in Catholic Bibles, but not. Bring it back. The, bring it back, the, people. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so there's heaven. So some people go immediately to heaven. Some people go to a place of purification that we call purgatory. Mm-hmm. And then some people go to hell. What? Here's what, here's what the, the catechism go says, on. 1033. It sounds terrible. We cannot be united with God unless we freely choose to love him. Wow. But we okay. cannot love God if we sin gravely against him, against our neighbor or against ourselves. Our Lord warns us that we shall be separated from him if we fail to meet the serious needs of the poor and the little ones who are his brethren. To die in mortal sin without repenting and accepting God's merciful love means remaining separated from him forever by by our own free choice. This state of definitive self-exclusion from communion with God and the blessed is called Hell. Wait, read that last line again. The the state of definitive self-exclusion from communion with God and the blessed is called hell. Whoa. Self-exclusion. Yeah. So when people say God wouldn't send anyone to hell, correct. You sent yourself. Yeah. I yeah. chose this. Yeah. Well, there's a, the, um, I can't remember what, I think it's the screw tape letters when uh, Uncle Screwtape is talking to his nephew Wormwood, which I encourage everybody to read. It, it's, uh, read that and The Great Divorce. But uh, the way he describes it is, he says, 
don't hey, make the make the slope gentle coming down here. Make sure there's no rocks or warning signs. Mm-hmm. Nothing to make them aware that they're on a slow descent down to us, to our father, and away from their father. Yeah. Oh. So paragraph 1037, uh, this is important, and I think a lot of times in the differences between Catholics and, so, and some Protestants, and that is that uh, 1037, God predestines no one to go to hell. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. That's pretty fantastic. Uh, that's the Council of Orange and the Council of Trent. So you're saying there's a chance. For this is a willful turning away from God. Uh, oh, a willful turning away from God or mortal sin is necessary and persistence in it until the end. So have you committed a mortal sin in your life? Perhaps. Does that mean it's over? No. no. Repent. Repent. And, and believe in the gospel. Yes. So that's what we're talking about in the month of November. It's an opportunity to pray for those who have died. Um, and I think to recognize that our prayers matter. Our prayers help the dead. And so coming out of All Saints, November 1st, coming out of All Souls, November 2nd, and all through the month of November, an increased um, uh, strength in your prayers for those who have gone before us, especially the unrepentant, especially for sinners um, and people in your own family, Amen, in your brother. own parish. Well, that is another well, awesome installment of the Greatest Priest Saint Podcast Joseph, of Payne County. patron saint of a happy death. Pray for us. Pray for us. Y'all have a great week and a great November. Peace. <laughs>